Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. If you've heard the show before, you know we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom. And particularly the three arenas that we cover are the legislature, the courts, and the media. And if you know anything about this show, these issues and these arenas have been extremely active over the past couple of years. You know, we've had this radio show now for a little over a year. And i um, really excited about – excuse me, we've had it for two years. Now, I'm uh, forgetting we started in 2015 in our, the legislative session then. So have really had an active role, had have had an active uh, existence on this radio station on 1120. And we're here every Saturday from 12 to 1230. So we'd love to have you tune in. And then we're now podcasting our shows. You can go to our website, txvalues.org, if you missed – the show last week or weeks in the past, you can take a look at those and you can download it and keep yourself informed because there's a lot happening every week, particularly when it comes to our Texas legislative session. And so I've got a great guest today that's going to join us. Pastor Rafael Cruz has been a friend of ours for a long time, has been very involved in working on the issues of faith, family, and freedom. As a pastor, he has an opportunity to talk about issues of faith, to share his faith, but also to have an appreciation for the impact that it has on public policy. And so uh, earlier, a couple of weeks ago, he was actually last week, excuse me, he was in Austin at the Capitol working with us on different issues. And we have been able to really been blessed by having an opportunity to interact with him on certain issues. And then he was at our Faith and Family Day, our keynote speaker gave a great speech and a charge on the south steps of the Capitol. But many of you know him as being the father of our U.S. Senator, Ted Cruz. But take nothing away from Pastor Cruz, though. I mean, he's got a tremendous story of his own, of rise of prominence as far as things that his son's done. But so much of that started because of that, uh, the type of personality, the drive, and the faith of Pastor Cruz himself fleeing from Cuba, coming to the United States, and then uh, having tremendous success, but really about leading on the right principles and instilling in his family, particularly in Senator Cruz, these tremendous values and appreciation for faith and freedom and family that are burned into Senator Cruz's heart and are such a big part of what he's doing now for our state and country. And so, but we're not going to talk about all about Senator Ted Cruz. We're going to talk about Pastor Cruz today. Pastor Rafael Cruz, thank you for joining the Texas Values Report. Welcome to the show. Jonathan, it's so great to be with you. Well, I get excited every time you and I get to see each other and work on a lot of issues. You know, uh, Senator Cruz and I met many years ago, long before you and I got to meet. And it's probably been the past two or three years, if not four years, that we've been able to work together on a tremendous amount of issues. And it's been so important. And I was excited we got to see each other last week. You were here with pastors from across the state of Texas and across many maybe from outside of our state that care about the issues of faith and family, particularly care about the issues of privacy, religious freedom. And so, you know, I know a lot of people know about, heard about you, heard about your work, but some, um, even though it may be hard to believe for some, may have not heard a little about your story and some of the things that you've done in your journey to the United States. So tell our listeners a little bit about your background. Well, Jonathan, uh, I came from Cuba about 60 years ago. That's been a long time. I've spent most of my life here. I was involved in the revolution in Cuba. As a result of that, I was 
captured and imprisoned and tortured. And so I had to leave Cuba, and I left Cuba on a student visa in 1957 and came to the great state of Texas, went to the University of Texas, and uh, I've been involved in the political arena ever since Ronald Reagan. I was part of the uh, religious roundtable, which uh, mobilized millions of Christians in 1980 to help elect Ronald Reagan, probably the greatest president we've had since Abraham Lincoln. And so I am very, very concerned about what's happening in our nation. And uh, I, what I do with most of my time is I speak to pastors across the nation, trying to talk to them about why they need to be involved in the political arena, why they need to be involved in the civic society. And I explain to them that that's the history of our country. It was pastors that were at the forefront of the American Revolution. And it is a biblical concept. We need to be involved in every area of society, including government. Well, there's no question about that. We're talking with Pastor Rafael Cruz about the different issues that he's been involved in on faith, family, and freedom, and talking a little bit about his history, coming to this country, fleeing Cuba. And I like that you mentioned you're a University of Texas grad. I am myself. Uh, Always nice to have a fellow Longhorn on the show with me. You know, it's interesting, too, uh, Pastor Cruz, because you mentioned about Ronald Reagan, and I can just imagine the type of pride and joy you have for the work that your son, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, has done. And that bond and relationship of father and son, so important, so special. So I was at my son's school earlier this week, and you know how kids are sometimes at the last minute they tell you, oh, daddy, Uh, I've got this to do at school today. So we're driving to school, and he tells me, oh, Daddy, today uh, I'm doing this thing for Famous Persons Day, and I'm dressing up as Ronald Reagan, and I'm going to give a speech. I'm like, oh, okay, well, great. And he's like, but I forgot to tell you that I need you to bring some clothes for me to wear so I can dress up as Ronald Reagan. And I'm like, okay, so so it's today. He said, yeah, it's today, and it's at 1.30. I'm like, oh, all right, let me see what I can do. And so um, so I ran out, got him a sport coat and a tie that I thought would be similar to what I thought Ronald Reagan would wear, and I got this nice little lapel pin of the American flag and the Texas flag that's on the lapel pin. And so I ran it over to the school, and he got to switch, and then I got to stay there for a few minutes while he gave this speech to other kids about Ronald Reagan, and it was really good. But I slipped in a little bit of quote in there. I was like, hey, buddy, uh, if you want to add a little bit more to it, put this quote in there. And I don't know if you remember this quote. Uh, You're probably familiar with it. In 86, Ronald Reagan gave a speech in Texas, and he said the words that if we ever forget that we're one nation under God, we will truly be a nation gone under. Very important words, and I'm sure words that resonate with you as a pastor. Absolutely. And and as a matter of fact, we have seen that a lot of the things that have happened today uh, is because for the last 50 years, pastors have been uh, totally divorced from the civic society. And, uh, you know, it's getting to the point now that they're finally realizing that their freedoms are being encroached upon and the freedoms of their of their congregation, and especially with uh, what has just happened in the legislature this year with the Privacy, Privacy Protection Act, uh, this could, uh, you know, open doors uh, for challenges in the churches. And uh, so uh, pastors are beginning to wake up that they need to be involved. 
I was very pleased that in the last uh, three weeks, three or four weeks, we've had two pastors' conferences at the Capitol. And the first one, we had 300 pastors. And we had two. Another one a uh, couple of weeks ago had 200 pastors there specifically to to uh, be involved in this Privacy Protection Act. Well, and let's let me update my listeners too of where we are on this issue. We're talking with Pastor Rafael Cruz, who was at the Capitol last week. He was at the Capitol um, during our Faith and Family Day back in March. So the Texas Privacy Act has now moved to the House. So there was a Senate version. Senate passed it. Some people in the House uh, didn't like the Senate version, or you know, they whatever their questions were. So they came up with their own version, and that's House Bill twenty eight ninety nine. There was a hearing last week on this issue. The day after. You and the other pastors were there, and but that bill's not passed out of committee yet. So the chairman of that committee is Byron Cook. A lot of people are becoming concerned that he hasn't voted the bill out yet, but he certainly heard from a lot of pastors. Um, this issue has gotten a lot of support from pastors. House Bill 2899 is now the House version, which all it does is make it clear that if we're going to handle these issues, they're handled at the state level. But the effect of it is any public school districts that have allowed boys in a girl's bathrooms, like Fort Worth, Dripping Springs, and now I'm hearing even Capel, they won't be able to do that anymore. And they shouldn't be. They're following a misinterpretation of federal law on this issue that's already been struck down by a judge. But you think about the impact that pastors could have. So you see you have there were 200 or so last week, 300 the you know a couple of weeks before I can only imagine the thousands, if not millions of people that these pastors have contact with, with all the people that are a part of their church. So, I mean, you, you know, you could think about how that's multiplied with their representation at the Capitol. Would you agree? Absolutely. And this is why we are encouraging these pastors to go talk to, first, first of all, their, their representatives and, 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 express to them that they are not only speaking on their behalf, but they represent these hundreds or perhaps thousands of people in their congregation, most of which are in their, in their district. And, you know, this uh, makes these representatives listen, because this represents voters. And if voters are upset with a particular representative, he may be voted out of office. And so it is very important for pastors to call their representatives and call other representatives, especially the ones that are on uh, on the committee, to get this bill out of committee and onto the floor. The, the people of Texas deserve to have a vote on the floor. Every representative must be held to account as to what how they vote. Some of them may, be, may feel very comfortable if it never gets out of committee because then they don't have to put their money where their mouth is. Well, that's we need right. to hold them accountable. You're this absolutely is why right. This needs to get out of committee and onto the floor. That's that's exactly right. And so, and we have a way people can do that. If if you go to txvaluesaction.org, we have a system already set up. All you got to do is put your name in there. We'll match you up to your representative. It'll show the phone number if you want to make a phone call to people that are on the state affairs and the calendars committee, because this issue continues to just get more support. And it becomes more and more obvious that some people like uh, Representative Byron Cook and uh, Joe Strauss, the Speaker of the House, don't want the bill to move. Because when you see all these House members and Senate members supporting it, you have to wonder, well, who's holding it up? And so I think there's still time. 
Even though time's getting a little bit late on us, there's still time. Uh, We have about a week and a half left for these House bills uh, to move off the House onto the House floor and get passed before the May 11th deadline, which is the deadline for House bills to get passed. And so we're not that far away from that. And so, Pastor Cruz, you're absolutely right. People sometimes don't realize the impact that they have with a phone call, with an email. And going to the Capitol directly like you did is important, but those phone calls and emails have an impact. Absolutely. And let's not forget that there are other bills that are extremely important. SB3, the school choice bill, passed the Senate several weeks ago. It's been held in the Education Committee uh, by Dan Huberty. That uh, House Bill 1113, again, that that bill needs to get out of committee and allow the people of Texas to have the freedom to get their children the best education and have the money follow the child. That's an extremely important bill. As a matter of fact, my son sent a letter to every state representative on this bill and even to uh, 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 Representative Huberty to get this bill out of committee. Uh, And then we have a series of abortion, uh, uh, of uh, pro-life bills, like the dismemberment abortion uh, ban, which is uh, House Bill 844 by Stephanie Click. That is a, a brutal uh, procedure that basically tears the baby apart in, in an abortion. We need a ban on this uh, horrible procedure, and that's uh, House Bill 844. Uh, then we have a, uh, the requirement for patient consent for do not resuscitate orders. That's uh, House Bill 2063. We got the repeal, repeal and replace the Texas Advanced Directives Act. Uh, which basically what is happening is that uh, uh, what this bill does is make it necessary that a doctor has the consent of their family or the patient before they pull uh, the plug on a, on a patient. And uh, then, of course, we have a pro-life insurance reform that, that uh, will allow citizens of Texas to opt out of Obamacare and of paying for abortion with their insurance. And then we have the Disabled Preborn Justice Act. You know, right now, uh, there are abortions performed, making a loophole for abortions for babies that are somehow uh, have a disability or, and this is horrible, because uh, this couple wanted a boy and it's a girl. We need to pass these pro-life bills and try to save every life we can. Yeah, it's amazing that there are people out there, that's what they're doing. Oh, well, I wanted a boy, so I'm going to have an abortion, or I wanted a girl. I mean, those type of life and death decisions and selections are so disrespectful to life, to say the least. And if you look at House Bill 844, you've got close to 70 members of the legislature that have signed their name onto the bill, which is a, an additional step as a way to show support. And there's another bill, too, Senate Bill 522 and the House Bill 1813, which makes it clear that county clerks and judges uh, should not be punished for their recusal and their religious conscience rights when it comes to decisions about marriage. Just simply asking for an exemption that doesn't prevent someone get, getting a marriage license but respects the government employees' religious belief on that issue like we do in a lot of situations. But you're right. We've listed a number of bills here that are probably easy issues for Republicans, you'd think, and conservatives 
And but yet you've got a few committee members and chairs that are holding them up. But the way to get things moving is for people to contact their elected official. Um, TXValuesAction.org is a great website that we have set up, and it's a portal for you to get in touch with your elected official and make a difference on these issues. And so, you know, Pastor Cruz, there is you know, there's a lot of issues at the state level. We're seeing a lot of issues at the federal level. And I think I, I'm encouraged at times to see pastors get more and more involved on these issues. I think they're they're understanding the legal aspects a lot more. But, you know, there's still a lot of them out there that haven't been reached. What would you say to some of those pastors who've who've never taken a look at these issues or never, you know, f- um, wondered if they're allowed to say some things? What is a, a key first step for a pastor that wants to, you know, simply just try to do their part on this issue if they've never gotten involved in before? How would you encourage them? Well, I think that they need to follow Scripture. Proverbs seventeen fifteen says, He who justifies the wicked or he that condemns the righteous, both of them are an abomination to the Lord. And, uh, you know, Proverbs 29, 2, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. When the wicked bear through, people mourn. We have, the reason we have had wicked politicians elected over and over again is because the people of faith are not voting. People of faith, many of them are not even registered to vote. No, that's a good Ephesians, point. Ephesians 5.11 says, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. There's another uh, another translation that says, but rather expose them. We need to expose unrighteousness where, wherever it is, and the pastor needs to assume that biblical responsibility. You know, it is very interesting, Jonathan, uh, George Barnard did a survey uh, among pastors. What do you think your congregation wants to hear? Then he did another survey among just Christian members of congregations. What do you want to hear from pastors, from your pastors? Those two lists were totally the opposite. There, there were about 14 or 15 items that were over 80% of the people wanted to hear from their pastors. Those were not on the list of the pastors. The pastors are trying to stay away from the issues that the public is concerned about because they want to be politically correct. And what I say to the pastors is about time you become biblically correct instead of politically correct. Well, there's no doubt about that. That is a biblically correct and not politically correct. That is a great note and a comment and a charge for us to end, to end on with this show today. Pastor Cruz, we are so thankful to have you on. It is a pleasure to have you a part of the Texas Values Report, and we hope to have you as a guest on our show sometime soon in the future. Thank you, Jonathan. It is a pleasure for me. God bless you. Thank you very much for what Texas Values is doing to keep us in the right track and Please do not stop doing what you're doing. You are uh, a champion for life. You're a champion for freedom. You're a champion for the Constitution. And you're a true patriot. And I really, really appreciate our friendship. God bless you, my brother. Well, same to you, sir. God bless you, Pastor Cruz. We'll talk to you again soon. Amen.
Well, that's good stuff. Well, I'm just going to go home. I'm done for today. Pastor Cruz thinks I'm a champion. That's it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't think I could top that. Um, no, I'm, I'm saying that a little bit in jest, but not really. I mean, that's, it means a lot to me to have the support and friendship and to have encouraging words from someone who has seen so much. I, I don't even know what it's like to have that background in history that he has, to have that courage to flee your country, to come to a new country, to make a life for yourself, something I've never experienced. I've lived in Texas all my life. I moved from Houston to Austin and then back to Houston, then to Dallas and back to Austin. I I haven't really gone that far as far as geographically. I've been blessed that I haven't had to. I mean, it's really nice to be able to live my entire life in, in this wonderful state. But it does give me some appreciation and just a glimpse of what it might be like to have someone, you know, to be in a position or to have that type of history, you come across someone like Pastor Cruz, who's, you know, I'm sure has been in life and death situations, right? You heard him talk about being tortured in Cuba. What is that like? You know, and and then to survive those things and endure, and then to continue to put yourself out there and do more and more over time, it's just remarkable. And it's remarkable and such a joy to have him a part of the work that we're doing that he's doing with pastors on these faith and family issues, supporting the life issue, supporting religious freedom, supporting the privacy and safety issue. I mean, the guy, you know, he walks the walk. And boy, he talks too, trust me. You hear one of his speeches, you think he's good on the radio, you see him in person, you cannot leave that moment without being inspired in some way. And those words are powerful, they're meaningful. And they do have value. You know, look at people say, we all have different gifts, right? Pastor Cruz has the gift for speaking, for having the emotion, for coming, and some of that coming from his background. There's an authenticity there that is hard to argue with and not note and appreciate. But we all have gifts. And it's great, though, to see people use their gifts to understand that. I think about that sometimes in the work that that I'm involved in and my staff, I really try to figure out what is what is his gift? What is her gift? What's my gift? What where should I be maximizing my time when I'm where I'm the best used? I'm not great at everything. Uh, come look at my desk. It's not organized very well. I need some help there. Um, maybe I should spend some more time on that. No. So but no I so I will try to spend time where I feel like I'm the most effective and most needed and can be used. Isn't that a great feeling sometimes? You know, to think about if you're doing something or you're in a place where you're being used, and, and that doesn't mean by God, excuse me, it doesn't mean that you, that can't be the case no matter where you are. But you know what I mean? Sometimes there's you're in a setting where you're like, wow, you really feel like God's getting the most out of you or you're serving him and you're, you're just offering yourself up to be used. And I'd have to balance that because there are certain things that I have to do where, you know, that are equally as important and I may not feel in, as inspired by you know, like doing laundry and, you know, those kind of things, whatever, picking up my kids' clothes. These things that you have to do as a part of your life, maintenance size, if you will, but certainly have value. But it is special when you feel that way, when you really feel like, wow, you know, God's just getting so much out of me and I'm using some of my natural talents and gifts. And, you know, my children are very involved in athletics. You know, you'll see that sometimes people that, you know, physically seem like they're gifted and, you know, they certainly work hard, but with the hard work, they just bring out even more. It's just incredible. 
So, well, look, I hope you're having a good week and you've been in, encouraged and informed by some of the issues we're working on. There's just a couple of weeks left for legislation to pass at the Capitol. Go to txvaluesaction.org to see more of what we're doing, to see what actions we need you to take. Come to the Capitol and spend some time with us. Call or email your legislator. I heard a legislator say one time that if he gets seven calls in a week, that that's a lot. Okay, it doesn't take much to get some attention on an issue. All right, so don't lose sight of that. Don't think, oh, well, my one email or call is not going to make a difference. It always makes a difference. Trust me, I see it firsthand. Myself or my team, we are at the Capitol every day, Monday through Friday. I've been in offices where I've heard calls come in on our issues. It's it's quite extraordinary. So all of that stuff matters. TXValuesAction.org is the website. You can also donate to our work there, too. If you want to support what we do, we are a nonprofit organization, txvaluesaction.org. That's it for this week's show. We are rolling into the month of May. We are almost halfway through this year. Summer's creeping up on us, and the legislative session's got about four weeks left. So stay engaged with us uh, for the rest of the show and the coming weeks on the Texas Values Report. Texas Values Report.